Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today with Amazon Business, Shannon Stuckey of Walburn Woodworking helped her team buy 63 circular saws. Okay, Andy, take it easy. Now she uses her time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. You're listening to the most fraudulent F1 podcast with Dan, a.k.a. Engine Mode 11. I secretly moonlight as hell with Marco at race weekends. And Blake, a.k.a. Break. Echo chambers of farts and idiots on Twitter after races. It's the engine-breaking F1 podcast. We're here. We're back. Sweet. They allowed, Talk to us. They allowed Blake back into the country. Barely. I was a zombie going through airport security this morning. I got approximately zero hours of sleep on the plane. Um... It was great. I had one gin and tonic, one bottle of uh, Sauvignon Blanc with my mush meal, whatever that. But uh, how are we doing? We're good. We're good. We're on episode eight, Blake. Can you believe it? What's that stat from uh, Tony the other week? It's like like 80% of podcasts don't make it past episode like five or something. Mm, yeah. Something like I'm that. A, I'm a numbers guy, so I completely yeah. forgot everything that she said. Yeah, same. But uh, yeah, episode eight. Hello, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm not going to apologize. It's a few days late because uh, it's all Blake's fault. He inconveniently decided to go back home to America to watch the race, see his family. But he's graced us with his presence after flying all the way back this morning. Um, The poor dude hasn't even slept yet. For audio listeners only, he looks about 70 years old at the minute like he's ready to pass out fuck off so yeah cool well uh, my name is blake aka break um used to do some formula one crap i'm sure you've heard all this all sometime and this is uh this is my social media husband engine mode 11 hello how you doing i'm good you just you just crossed 69 420 on twitter the other day didn't you i did yeah that's the only number that matters congratulations Thank all right you. now recent un- kill- drop all of your followers and start over okay it's, it's speed run, speed run. again speed run oh, 
Well, why don't we, why don't we, uh, we've got a very special guest today. One of my homies from way back in the day. I think we met in 2012 at Force Indian. And I'll, I'll let him, I'll let him regale some of those stories. Why don't we, why don't we bring our homie in? We've, uh, we've got my, my brother from another mother, Mr. Connor Daly in the house. What's going on, dude? Hello. Hello. <laughs> your, um, your flight back was a little bit shorter than mine, man, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, I uh, made the executive decision to not stay for the race because I've seen plenty of races in my life. Um, I only go to the Formula One weekend really just to see old friends like you yeah. and uh, and lots of uh, folks that you know, I used to race with. Um, and and yeah, I, I actually had an appearance Sunday night in Indianapolis that I had to get back for too that pays way more than me sitting around in an F1 race thinking – yeah, that, yeah, yeah, my exactly. One here is more famous than I am. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's fair enough, man. Like that, that was kind of my feeling as well. Going to the race is like, you know, I felt super disconnected. Like I didn't belong there, and I wanted to stay out of everybody's way because I know that people are busy and I know what's going on. But at the same time, it was like running into people like you and a couple of other friends I haven't seen in years, man, genuinely years. So it was like, okay, that's pretty cool. So people that don't know, um, I met Connor back in 2012. You were doing some aero testing for Force India. We were in that. Uh, it wasn't Cranfield, was it? No, it wasn't Cranfield. It was uh, uh, Silverstone. Yeah, we were still at Silverstone, I think, right? No, but the, the, where was the air? There was oh, the air, uh, yeah. Um, There's a really uh, cool American air base with some Bruntingthorpe. Historic... Was it Bruntingthorpe? No, it wasn't Bruntingthorpe either. Yes, That's we the... went. Yes, we. Yes, we did. I think. Ah, I don't know. Anyway, it was just some straight line <laughs> aero testing. You were doing. <laughs> you were doing some uh, GP3, some GP2 back in the day. Now you're all the way up in some IndyCar. Um, and you were also doing I watched I listened to your last episode of your podcast. You're doing some cup series roval racing, man. <laughs> yeah, quick, no, I've I got quickly. to race everything except for F1. So it was uh, it's, been, it's been great. Yeah, we well, got very, on, very close, but honestly, uh, I don't know. I I feel like racing is F1 racing that great? Like I, I, well, I know this I is mean, an F I know this is an F1 podcast, but like I I, I don't anymore. know like I not anymore <laughs> right now we got some indie car former euro trash irish driver on the stream let's go no but like i anyway but so how was your roval experience it sounded like you had a very interesting weekend from this ad. plug your podcast by the way because i didn't know until the other day when we were talking about i was like hey do you want to hop on an episode and you're like oh, i'm recording my pod and you actually just got done recording an episode for your pod tonight what, what, what are we called where, the, where can they find you yeah, no, uh, we have a podcast called Speed Street. Uh, me and Joey Monaro, who used to uh, he used to work at Barstool Sports. Uh, he's from Indiana, like me. Uh, very good impressionist on the internet. He's got a very hilarious uh, TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, very, very funny guy uh, and se semi-new race fan. Uh, he's from Indiana, so he's got a lot of Indy 500 stuff here. Indy 500 experience. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we love, I mean, we love racing. I mean, it's mainly centered around IndyCar, right? Like we... Yep. IndyCar has a problem of people just don't know about it. And we're trying to do everything we can to push IndyCar um, more into the mainstream, like F1 yeah. has with their television program. Uh, everyone in Europe knew about F1, and like I knew about F1 because my dad was an F1 driver. I knew about F1 because I like racing. Yeah. But in America, no one had any idea what F1 was, let's be no. honest. And That's super now everyone knows about what f1 is and it's the cool thing to do so i've never seen anything like it like I, what i witnessed at, in austin um i know you, you asked me like about nascar cup racing but yeah that was fine it was cool whatever nice, our car caught cool. on fire the tire exploded but like realistically 
we all just came from Austin and that was quite a quite a weekend of experiences yeah. in itself. Yeah. No, but like, do you feel like since the last time you were at Coda, do you feel like the experience was different? Because last time the you know the the oh, yeah. every, every time the attendance is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you're getting stars that you apparently don't want to talk to anybody there, which is a whole nother thing. <laughs> but uh, you know, like there's a lot of people, like it's different. There was a lot, there was a lot, lot, lot of Red Bull kit floating around. And I feel like that's their their stomping grounds right now. Well, how I would compare it, right? Like I was in Austin when Alex Rossi was driving in Formula One, right? The last yeah. American to race in Formula One. And um, very different. I, I still think we had a lot of people going to Austin, but like a lot of Europeans that just wanted to go check out America, right? And like you had yeah. a ton of Mexican fans coming to support Sergio Perez, right? Like a lot of that. And like you still filled the place. But now I think, like people were competing for tickets because a bunch of Americans wanted to go now. And yeah. Because yeah, and Mexico wanted... has their own race now. So they're like, exactly. why don't we just go see Checo at home? It's, it's cheaper. It's on the home turf. Exactly. It's always, always a super vibe in, uh, in Mexico. So. Yeah. It, and and I think the, 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 the vibe and the, the experience at Coda this time was, was like nothing I've ever experienced. And, one of the most interesting, okay. like, there's many things that I can talk about, and I talked about a lot on our, our podcast episode today, too, is, like, we were down there, like, hanging out a lot with Marcus Erickson, right? Five-year yeah. Formula One veteran, like, lots of Formula One races, Indy 500 champion currently. Yep. Someone came up to him at our hotel and said, hey, Logan Sargent, will you take a picture with me? <laughs> and oh I my Was it Dan? Have... Do you see this big, yeah, this ginger bearded dude? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it was so, I mean, how disappointing is that? Like, that yeah. means that not only have you not watched F1 until it was a show, which, again, totally fine. That, yeah. That's not a problem. We we actually love that. More attention for Formula yes. 1 racing in general. Great. Rising tides raise all ships. All that exactly, stuff. Exactly, dude. But still, like, how is, it's like, not only did he race in Formula 1 for five years, but he's also the Indy 500 champion currently. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's just, yeah. it was like, a, it, it hurt the heart. It hurt my soul. <laughs> it feels like, it feels like now Formula One's getting this mainstream kick and IndyCar is still for the purists. And I don't know, what do you, Dan, Connor, what do you guys think about what's going to be the next step for that series to make that, you know, to push it that much further? So, you you know, this guy, you know, the person that recognizes him, it says, that's the fucking Indy 500 champion. That's Marcus Erickson. <laughs> You know, like what's there's a missing? lot. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that that can happen, but it, it's basically I don't think if you asked a majority of Americans like I, I don't I don't think they would have ever thought Formula One would have taken off like it did. Like like I, I, I think because we had NASCAR like NASCAR was just like NASCAR. And to be yeah. fair, NASCAR is still doing great. I would say like I know you said maybe NASCAR has fallen off when I when I talked to you, but like to be fair, like if you look at how many people watched the race on Sunday compared to Formula One, like that Formula One got mind, a, over a million viewers in America, which is good against football on Sunday, but yeah. still up against the NFL, which NFL is king in America, no matter what. NASCAR no is still getting almost three million people watching their races every weekend. That's a ton of people. I'm sorry, that it doesn't matter what you think of it. That's a ton no, of it people. blows my mind, man. Because I, like, yeah. I, I, like, especially being over here, like, how do we even watch? Do you know how to watch a NASCAR race over here, Dan? No. Uh, it's not on Sky <laughs> Sports, is it? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, but they I don't mean, care. Like, they, they don't have to have you guys watch it in the UK, right? Like, yeah. sadly, 
that's just what it is. Yeah, you know I, I mean? exactly. And like all the all the marketing and all the products and everything of those are all American brands. You don't have these international brands. I guess it's behind so, a paywall. Is it behind a paywall in America? Like you have to subscribe or whatever to a certain channel or something. However, it works out there. Is it ESPN so or, or F1? NASCAR? NASCAR. NASCAR. Sorry, NASCAR. I mean, I mean, NASCAR in America is just it's it's on NBC and it's on USA okay. Network, which is owned by NBC. So, Fine, but so. it's the same as us. We we we're on NBC, like we're we're on network NBC. We have great we have a great TV package. Yeah, yeah. But it's just no one knows that it's on. That that's <sighs> that that is our biggest issue. I think is just the fact that we legitimately are on a network like major. Like it would be on like Sky Sports F1. Like it's it it it's a major network. And even like we're on, I think Sky Sports F1 a lot as well. IndyCar is, or we're on yeah, something yeah. where you can watch it. Yeah. But sadly, none of that viewership is taken into the account when you're looking at you know ratings overall in the states because yeah. that's you know what, what matters. Most. Piss on those ratings, but it does. That was <laughs> interesting to see that like I didn't have any appreciation for where NASCAR was at in terms of popularity. So it and then to realize that it's actually still thriving because I feel like it went through this phase where it was kind of. It's kind of a little dark age for a bit. Yeah, like, I agree. Was it, was it like the and early two thousands was booming. Yeah, and then it went a bit quiet, and now it's now it's up again. But realistically, it's it's always been a powerhouse. It's still growing, and yeah. when you look at it overall, right on a Sunday against football, there were nearly or probably four million people watching racing at the same time, which is great. I, that's huge compared yeah. to going up against football. Like that is good, and then. How do we like so clearly there is a large group of people that like to watch motor racing, right? Yep. Why can't we all watch all of motor racing, right? Like why I, th- again, I'll tell you tough. why. Well, I, mean, you why I, I know can. exactly why, but yeah. I like all racing, right? Yeah, like yeah. I was watching the Formula One race at my house, also watching the NASCAR race at the same time. Now again, yeah. that's some that's because I'm a driver, but You've got this capacity. You've I got wish a big there was CPU more. to watch all the race car yeah. shit. I like cars going fast that pass other cars. I don't care what it is. Don't care what they look like. <laughs> don't care what surface they're on. I like it all. You like Formula E? No, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Got him. I mean, well, to be fair, I have a lot of friends in Formula E. I went to a Formula E race. I enjoyed it. I had a blast. But... I went to the London one. I had a great time. There's a fundamental problem with that, though. We just saw the Ken Block's newest video, Jim Connor, his newest Jim Connor came out today or yesterday, and I was a huge Jim Connor fan. I have a Subaru STI. I was like, I love that car. It was amazing. This thing is fully electric, and they're like, oh, it's electric Connor, Jim Connor electric. It was the I've it was I was more disappointed watching that video than I've ever been in my life. I, I, didn't like, know, I didn't know it was out. I'll go. Oh my gosh, it just came out yesterday. You got to watch it. Visually, it's exciting. It's in Las Vegas, but like, oh my gosh, where is the engine sound? I'm sorry, but like, Ooh. what is happening? I don't. I I hear tires squeal all the time, but like, they need to they need to put one of those big sound systems flames, in it. Give me an engine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we've we've touched on freaking everything. Um, but that that's a little bit in the nutshell where everybody's at in terms of watching racing, and I. I'm I'm on board with that. Like I want to watch more of it, but like also my problem is, like Formula One is all consuming for me. I'm doing sh- I'm doing oh, yeah. all the analysis and everything else. And I realized actually, after talking to your buddy James in the paddock, that uh, there's actually a lot of IndyCar data available to the public. A lot of it. Yes. So I might end up with negative time on my hands. I'll just do zero <laughs> hours of sleep per day and we'll be good. But um, 
So what, let's let's talk about the. You guys want to get into the weekend because there's a lot of stuff to dig into, and I think you were there. Dan probably consumed all of it between changing nappies and uh, yeah, get, getting sick. Yeah, all the good uh, stuff. All the good stuff. Yeah. So to be fair though, and I'll we'll get back to this. I didn't actually get to watch the race until Monday night in the hotel, and I had a tall boy, twenty four ounce white claw, and I got white girl wasted watching the F one. I was like, God, I've got a headache. Oh. It maybe was, maybe it was that great. could be like our new unique perspective. We just get absolutely wasted and try and do an F one review. Yeah, under the influence. I, somebody, somebody was talking about that on Twitter. You know, like have you guys seen Drunk History? Oh yeah. Where they, you get celebrities and they just get sloshed and they great like, show. Oh my god! But it's like drunk F one recaps. And then, but it, all that's going to happen if you do that is Dan's going to make a a George Russell Stan account. Probably that's what he's. That's what he actually really wants to yeah. do. Or George didn't get a lot of attention weekend. I, I felt bad for him. I didn't see him once. I didn't see him on track and I was, like, until he hit old Carlos. But I was like, yeah. oh, poor dude. That was that was. We'll get we'll get to that one. So real <laughs> real quick though, real quick though. Um, what are you doing in the off season, Connor? Like, what's what's your what's your plan right now? Um, I saw your post. You're like, can we please go back to the track? Yeah. I mean, honestly, to be fair, my off season has been quite busy because, like, right, our our season ended at Laguna Seca, uh, yeah. middle of September, right? And that weekend, my sponsor, Bitnile, uh, Todd Alt, he, he was like, "Do you want to go NASCAR racing?" And I said, "Yep." And we went ass, NASCAR buddy. racing. So, like, the next two weeks, you know, we were on the IndyCar sim doing like, yeah. um, basically. We do a lot of IndyCar sim work. I was on the sim yesterday or Monday. I was on the sim Friday yeah. before or Thursday before Coda. Uh, we were doing a lot of correlation work from the season, trying yep. to develop a better tire model over the off season, all that stuff. So did a lot of that, but then straight into getting ready for this cup race. So that thankfully keeps us busy, keeps the body engaged, keeps the mind engaged. Yeah, and you're, um, you're smelling and tires, fuel, and getting feedback and just keeping sharp. Just, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And so, and then went to Coda or, and then, so, you know, I'm going to see my lady in LA this weekend. And then next weekend I'm doing a 24 hours of lemons race with Travis Pastrana. No in so, way, dude. Those are so much fun at uh motorsport ranch, Houston. MSR. Yep. We're, we're racing a Chevy El Camino oh, uh, yeah, and brother. a taxi cab. We're an old taxi cab. So oh, yeah, very excited to do that and hopefully not die. Uh, Travis called me last night and I asked, uh, so we are drinking in between like this. The, apparently the race is separated Saturday. Two 12 hour runs, right? Exactly. And so, so we are uh, having some celebratory beverages in between those since. And uh, he said, absolutely. Sure. Uh, as long as we, you know, keep our minds right. Keep everything going. Yeah. Of course. Sober in the morning. Respect the surface. Yeah. Um, For sure. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Dude, that'll be exciting. I did one of those back in 2009. It was a first gen <laughs> RX-7 god it was fun uh it i've had never a, done one it's 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 a shit fight bro like it yeah. had a there was, uh, the back bumper said who wants a mustache ride and somebody <laughs> cut out a piece of brown carpet and to the front that was shaped like a mustache it was uh it was special dude that's super I, cool though and uh yeah so so that and other than that basically after after the november four or five weekend um everything kind of calms down goes back like we have another sim day like we have another two sim days in november um, i'm resisting you know, I'm, the urge to probe you about all the sim stuff not, i mean you can podcast. dude you can if you want we'll, well, we'll save that we for another time about it like we're hiring dudes like left like well, we we're, we're begging for people to come help with our sim program because it's so uh, important we get one uh, test day before our next season one no one test day yeah 
No. So, Wait, so you guys haven't? Have you guys changed tires or chassis or anything no. substantial for next? Okay, cool. So that no. that <laughs> that makes sense. It's like it's just a refresher yeah. day, right? It's like here's a race car, guys. Yeah. Um, but what the teams are allowed to do, right? So so uh, we have a generic like I guess tire model that's kind of given to us by Chevy Pratt and Miller, who like who run the sim. Yeah. But uh, like McLaren have come up with their own tire model. Yep. Penske have their own tire model, and so now we're like, well, shoot, maybe we need one too. Yeah. Do we need and to so, upgrade from the Chevy one? Well, exactly. So I think there's a lot. Like, I mean, think of how many hours and dollars you can throw into a sim program to hopefully make it better. I mean, uh, it can my, be endless. My day rate's about three grand if you want to talk exactly yeah so like i've done some things and i mean we and and so we have put a lot into the sim side but again if like i would say a lot of the places this year we went to after developing a couple different setup changes that we wanted to try at the real race weekend i would say at long beach it got us let's say three tenths right which is important let's like it it, we improved we, instead of qualifying 17th, we've been god awful at Long Beach. Yeah. Instead of qualifying 17th to 27, we qualified like 13th, which is like, hey, that was purely based on stuff that we developed. The sim. Yeah. And again, when if we you, can take another step forward, that would be great. When you start hitting home runs in the sim and you translate them to the track, that's that's when you start to make your money out of spending those days in the DIL. Yeah. Because sometimes it's it's fucking hell when you're like. This isn't realistic. I hate the simulator. I'm not going to lie. I hate it. It's just, it's all, I love real racing. And, but the problem is I remind myself every time because we, because every morning I fly at 8 a.m. to Charlotte and I fly home at night because we fly to Charlotte to use the simulator and I live in Indianapolis. So it's a long trip, long day. You just have to remind yourself, hey, if this can slide us up the grid a little bit, dude, it's it's worth it. You know, it's, yeah, the the rising tide thing. No, that's super cool. So uh, looking forward to next season, but why don't we uh, why don't we get back to Austin? What do we got yes. on the headline this weekend, Dan? What do we got? Uh, well, what do you want to talk about? I mean, we could talk about the George Russell terrorism tour, which is continuing oh. around <laughs> oh the world. God. Yeah, loafers oh, and loafers and chinos, no socks, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, shirtlessness. But like, I, there's a, there's a couple things that happened this weekend, and I was kind of, I, I did. I did get to go into the paddock a little bit. That's when I ran into Connor. I hadn't seen this dude in freaking ages. But it was a Saturday was actually a a pretty, especially from being around all the red people, uh, Red Bull people. Is um, the passing of Dietrich Mateschitz was was pretty sad. That dude's done a massive load for Formula One as a sport in general, fielding two teams for what how many years now? And the number of drivers on the grid that um, might not have ever had a chance in the sport without him so yeah was, huge. Uh, yeah huge man i mean i didn't have i didn't really have too many interactions with him but like i said on he, twitter every time i did see him he always had a smile on his face dude he was he was the kind of person that would show up to the track and you wouldn't know he was there and he wouldn't want you to know that he was there he's just like under the radar not not in the press or media or anything and he's just there just to to enjoy being around the people and and uh and seeing it happen so that's that's pretty sad and it's i don't know what's going to change with that with those teams or the sport or the brand itself but uh dude was a powerhouse in a lot of ways i imagine uh his son will probably step up won't he because i think his son's quite into it still yeah so yeah i believe so yeah quite young as well guys it it was successful for them too right like yeah 
they, they might have spent a lot of money to get into it, but you got to spend money to make money sometimes. Yeah, and, they did and, it. and they're they're making money now, so that, that's <laughs> that's pretty crazy. And you, and you, see, fist. you, you yeah. see that stuff growing, but as a as a really nice gesture, it was really cool to see um, the team take the constructors winning their first constructors championship since two thousand and thirteen. Yeah, their first since we left as well. That's yeah, fucking great. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I've been there since 2015 to 2021, and they started doing pretty well after both of us shitters finally left. So, you're welcome, Red Bull fans. Yeah, you're welcome, <laughs> dorks. Um, a little bit of a little, a couple debates. I, I want to get both your opinions on them. Verstappen takes win number 33. He overtakes Alonso with 32 wins. Do we start to consider Max Verstappen? as one of the greats. He doesn't have to be the greatest of all time, but is he is he competing for that title now? Is he starting to be considered by either of you? Uh, go, yeah. Go on, Connor. I was, I was, I was just going to yeah. say, yeah. Go on. The short, short answer, isn't it, for you? I mean, I, I would say I've seen this before, uh, Sebastian Vettel. I mean, I, I yeah. it's it's the, that that level of dominance when I was coming up through the series F three, F two, all that stuff. And, and you're seeing you're that. seeing that happen. You're like, this is. I insane. mean, I just see it again. Yeah, I mean, like Red Bull is in a place right now where they are uh, dominant. Like last year, you know, it was a fight to the end, right? It was a yeah. Fight, but like until someone comes and dethrones them, I don't. I mean, I I could see him winning four championships in a row. I mean, yeah. it happens a lot in F one. Michael yeah. Schumacher. Uh, I mean, Fernando only won two in a row, but like we see it with Vettel, like, it, like it's, yeah. if, if you got something going, if you got the juice, it's, yeah. you're not going to lose it. You know what I mean? No, like, exactly. it's, it's easy to be like, once you're up, like we saw it with Mercedes, right? Like, like it's, it's, yeah. you Lewis, become Lewis unbeatable. plus the Mercedes car was, was phenomenal. Oh. And then, and then, and then when Nico showed up that year, that was, that was spectacular. Those were some fireworks yeah. that year. You know, I, I. I feel like I need to go back and watch that entire season highlights because it was, it was chaos and it was, it was elbows out and it was dirty. But I, I, I think he's got to be like, cause like to me, Alonso is one of the greats, but if you look at like 32 race wins, Max is overtaking it. Yes. The seasons are yeah. longer, but um, you know, he, what two in a row, Alonso, Max two in a row. Yeah. I, I he's, he's in the mix. So, so I've got some trivia for you guys. I don't want to see because I don't know this stuff. That's why I have to look this stuff up first because I was on a, I was on I was on a Reddit talk, right? <laughs> he always um, asks oh, I don't the go questions. He asks the questions no, I know. so he doesn't look stupid. No, I know. I've been I've looked <laughs> stupid before and it fucking sucks. So um I'll I'll tell I'll 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 preface this to make it easier. I wouldn't have known this answer. I'll tell you that. So um what do we got? We got one, two, three, four, five, six. Max Verstappen has the sixth most Formula One uh, wins. Who are the five drivers above him? Um, you, this is this could can be, I go first? Yeah, you can, yeah. You can both. You can you can both go. You if, if you both get it, uh, Team Connor Dan wins. Uh, Michael Schumacher, Lewis yep. Hamilton. Yep. Um, I would say Vettel yep. still. Yeah. Um. Uh, who else was way better than everyone else? Um, I would say, wait, you said he just beat Alonso, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Alonso's, Alonso. Alonso's now seventh. So there's five in front of Max. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we've got three. So we've Hamilton, got three. We Michael, and yeah, those are the easy ones. Uh, would it be like 
Uh, Senna didn't have that many wins, did he? Yeah. He did. He had 51. Okay, yeah, yeah, Senna. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Who was one of his mates? Prost. Prost, yeah. 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 So yeah. Hamilton 103, Schumacher 91, Vettel 53, Prost 51, Senna 41, Verstappen 33, Alonso 32. Yeah, I mean, Verstappen has a chance to overtake all those guys. Too, yeah, you know what I mean? especially with Child. the season lengths. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, like. yeah. Well, and there's so many more races, too, which I respected him saying that, right? He was like, hey, look, <laughs> we're racing more now than yeah. we used to, but. The dude, the dude does keep it a buck. He very, very rarely he'll be like, "It's not that big of a deal. Just wait, I'll show you. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll tell you when it's a big deal." But right now, it's not. So, and to um, be fair to Max, he still responds to my text messages. So a lot of other guys don't. So I respect <laughs> that. And he's double world champion. <laughs> you know what? I send him a message maybe once a year just to say congrats on something, and he always replies. So yeah, he's. He's a dude. And, uh... That's respectable because it goes a long way. Like a, a lot of like Formula One right now, I, I still think Formula One drivers are the most famous humans on the earth because they're yeah. athletes all around the world, elite athletes and movie stars. And that is the combo. That's the elite yeah. combo. I legitimately think that Brad Pitt over the weekend was less sought after than any Formula One. Well, let's be honest, Ferrari or Red Bull or Mercedes guys. I, yeah. I truly think that. And yeah. I saw them scampering around them. I never saw one F1 driver stop his feet once when he was out in the public. Never saw him stop walking, except for Kevin Magnuson. And, yeah, Kevin's the only one who stopped to talk to me, I think. And, and Botas, he talked to me. But, like, the no, rest of them, I had to walk with them. And I was like, hey, uh, anyway, great to see you. See you guys later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's like one of the things. It's just like, I just want to say hi. I don't really I yeah, don't need yeah. an hour of your time. No, it's just a quick, quick chat. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But it's it's good. Uh, I think he's. Uh, I think he's still on planet Earth, Max which I is. love. I respect that. Yeah. So the weekend, I gotta. I'm gonna do. I'm working on a video on this. I recorded probably like two hours of B-roll, and it's kind of like my first weekend as a spectator because you you've told me what you thought about that. You know, like when we talked before, you're like, if I'm at a racetrack, I want to be driving a car. If I'm at a racetrack and I'm not driving a car, I'm there to see people that I know that I don't usually get to see. You know, and just and just to enjoy uh, the socializing part of it, because I'm, my conclusion is that it's so difficult to actually watch a Formula One race at the track. I did have one moment where I got super emotional for no reason at all, and it was watching the GT Endurance Masters. So it's like an, a lot of old Le Mans cars, right? And uh, the sounds from some of those things, and seeing like the you know the sports prototype cars taking turn one. And the movement, um, the sounds, how fast they were moving. It was like, you know, the Formula One cars look more impressive than that, fine. But these things, there was something about them, man. It reminded me of like when I was probably in 2010, the first race I went to was the Petit Le Mans. Or maybe it was 2008. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like that was a super cool event. Like my, that was my first motorsports experience. And this is I like. I was probably there. <laughs> probably were, yeah. And like, yeah. It, was, it was cool to see that again. And I was like, that's cool. But like in terms of like figuring out what's going on. I was lost the whole weekend, man. Like without without a timing tower at least and a timing screen, like qualifying, it was nuts. But we had um, let's go. Let's start at the beginning of the weekend. We had a bunch of the young drivers in. We had uh, Giovinazzi back in. Yikes. I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see there was too much interesting going oh on there. God. Well, it was like what the third lap or whatever it was, and he puts it into Antonio. a wall. Yeah. 
Italian My favorite Jesus. thing was hearing Jacques Villeneuve's opinion of that. That was. Like, well, 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 Jack, I, I am not allowed to say what it was, but my gosh, I am a big fan of Jacques Villeneuve. After Jackie, weekend, Jackie we became Newtown like best friends. <laughs> Jackie Newtown is spicy, dude. He's he's never short of hot takes. That bloke. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean that was is interesting. So what do you is uh what's the deal with Sergeant? Is he going to get the seat next year if he gets the the points? Is I mean, that what that's he needs? what they say, right? Yeah, like, he I, was, I assume, I, he, he he was doing a lot of stuff for Williams, wasn't he? In Williams' kit, walking around and doing talks with yeah. him and things like that. So it was pretty much all but announced, I think, from yeah. the stuff they were doing together. It, it seemed like it's a done deal. So it's just, what does he need a couple? Is it? Does he need to finish a certain place in the final race to get enough uh, points for the super license? I believe so, uh, but again, it comes down to super license points, doesn't it? And we've had this discussion yeah. before. I don't think anyone fucking has a clue what super license points no. is. Uh, none yeah. of them. I don't even think the FIA know how it works. I know we don't know about it in America. Cause yeah, that's like, you, you guys like are us. like half points. It's like you some bitch. You can the win most the offensive dude, thing I've ever seen in dude, motorsport. That know. fucking <laughs> and we've and we've gone we've gone into detail at length about that, but it's fucking shameful. But the conclusion is, it's just the the F one group keeping the money in all their homies' pockets, getting all the young drivers, forcing them to pay their mates that own the teams, you know, millions for a F two F three season. Oh, it yeah. is what it is. It's, it's 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 so transparent. Like, don't even yeah. Like the fact that you can have some of the best motor racing drivers in the world in one of the most competitive series in the world getting you know half points it's like fuck off man it pisses well i think off. also when they made that system though it was a different time you know it was a time when formula one didn't have the juice that it does now like there were teams that were struggling for funding and i think yeah. now people are like well we have eight million sponsors on our car and like we're pro they're probably turning down money, you know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah, it's like no, that's not it, a good so they deal. don't they don't need to turn away guys who probably don't qualify to be an F one, but have a ton of money, or their dad owns Russia or something like that, you know what I mean? And it's like that's, no names, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That like that that you I I don't think I think we're kind of past that era, you know what I mean? Do you, so you think the pay driver's gone? I mean, it's never gone. You always, no. you gotta. Yeah, you know, to, you can yeah, get, get anything it. you want as long as you got enough money. But it's, you got to step up now and buy an entire team like last. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing, right? Yeah, the bar is the bar has been raised. Yeah, you can't you can't buy a seat. You've got to buy the whole freaking thing. Yeah, which is wild because there are people out there who probably will do that because it's a good investment now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're you're getting so much more exposure through all these other things, which is crazy. So the, the other thing we had in, in free practice was the Pirelli tire test. And I don't know if there's very much interesting to talk about that. I just find it weird that. Absolutely nothing. It was the dullest session. I mean, I know F yeah, but... FP isn't exactly most thrilling, but even then, yeah, I was like, no. So it just, it just, the whole thing seems so fucked that they're like, well, we want to go to warmerless tires, but we haven't allocated any time for testing. So the schedule's too busy. Why don't we shoehorn these tests into race weekends? And yeah. it's like, Good news, it's though. Classic Pirelli, that one. Good news. They're doing it again in Mexico. Love that. Just can't wait. A really a really uh, relevant circuit for that kind of thing. And I guess any circuit's relevant, but it's like this thing where they start the tires out super cold and they're dog shit uh, until the end of the run. Then they come in and they're warmer than they went out with cold blankets. And then they kind of maybe work by the end of the high fuel runs. And it's like, I just... 
I like I see that happening. I'm just like, somebody hasn't thought this through very well, have they? And the conclusion was, I don't think they have. But that, quite the a negative response in the paddock for sure. Yeah, the, that I heard. It didn't seem heard, like everyone was thrilled. I heard nothing good, and I yeah. I didn't have to ask either. So, <laughs> yeah, classic. I will say about our FP1 though, our boy Alex Pillow, IndyCar champion, only two tenths off Lando Norris on the same tire. No big deal. Not a like not wow. a bad showing for old buddy there. So that's not bad. Honest. I mean, yeah. and like especially in a car that like for example. I think Daniel's still got it, but I think he's one of those guys that has yeah. not adapted to that car. But I think Dan's still got it. Like, for sure, I think he does. But there's something oh, about that. So so for, for, for Alex to hop in that car in a free practice one session and be, like, in the mix, I, I think yeah, that's I mean, super cool. There are, there are many, 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 because I see them on Twitter, like, F1 fans who, like, literally think IndyCar is, like, absolute baloney. Like, and, 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 I, and I understand that, like, F1 is great. But, like, to say that there's, like, a huge difference in the level of drivers is, like, truly the most ignorant thing you could possibly it's, say. It's, it's because ask Fernando. You know what I mean? I think Fernando had one of the best drives, that like, of the weekend in Austin. I was awesome. Cars flying yeah. through the air, brings it back in, <laughs> put some new tires on that sucker, and let's ride. You know what I mean? Like, that's motorsport. Like, yeah, if yeah. you get beat and bang around a little bit, well, guess what? Yeah. If all the wheels are still on it and the steering wheel is still straight, even if it's a little off, <laughs> We're gonna finish that race. You know what I mean? I love that. That was, um, that was high. Penalty, a bunch of uh, that. That penalty, I don't even. It makes me. We'll, we'll uh, get to it. We'll angry. get to it. Yeah. We'll get to it. You can just. You know, what? I need but you to still, do like, like stew on that, and uh, yeah. we'll uh, we'll we'll get to it in a second. Don't but worry. The respect you can for let the it rip. drivers, I think it, it's important. Any chance we do get, and Alex did have a chance, which again, it's just an FP one session, but to still go out there, not look like a clown, do everything right. Be fast keep, and keep I it think out of Lando, the gravel, keep it out of the wall. Yeah, and Lando you. right now, I would say, is a very, very quick driver, like very, very highly regarded. So it's just something that, again, I think people, instead of disrespecting a series that like contains F1 drivers, NASCAR drivers, IndyCar drivers, whatever it is, like, let's just, why can't we respect it a little bit more? Like, let's yeah. just, like, let's just but be okay with it. You know what I mean? That's, that's we're not usually... asking to be put above anyone. We know F1's the top, but like, don't go out here and like diss in people's entire lives worth of work to try to. You know, there's only 20 people in F1. Where else are we going to go? Somewhere yeah, else. Exactly. I mean, but that's not everyone thing, gets the right shot to do it. No, it's 100% just, it's how no. life works. No. But like, I, I think that a lot of that is just toxic dorks on the internet. You know, well, that yeah. have no, that uh, honestly, like you see, you know, some of the accounts that just stand super hard on one, one thing and it's like, you don't, you don't like. I, you can appreciate the sport in any way you want, but do not try to pretend that you get it because you don't. Yeah, it's you true. Don't. And, and but, I, I did. There was one moment too where we, we were getting a tour of the Mercedes garage, and the guy who was giving us, I, it was me. No, no pictures allowed. Me, Antonio, not. Felix, DaCosta, Mitch Evans, and their boys. Right, like I know them for forever. Yeah. And the guy, he looks at me. He's like, "Oh yeah, you guys are all racing drivers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah." And, uh, and he's like, oh, IndyCar, oh, cool. Like, you guys raced here. You guys are like 30 seconds off us, huh, qualifying. I was like, no. I mean, he's like, we're obviously going to be slower. We're heavier. We yeah. don't have assists. We, have, we don't have near as much power as you guys. Yeah, exactly. He's like, no, you were definitely like 30 seconds slower. That's crazy. I was like, we were 12 seconds slower. Like, let's be honest. It's a huge yeah. track. 
I get it. You want to, uh, it's like, why? Like, wh- why say that 30 seconds you might as have been rowing a boat around that track? Like, <laughs> yeah. you were on a, you, you were on your bicycle. I was so mad. Cannondale. I immediately wanted to leave the, I, I was like, you know what, Mercedes, you guys are cool. Silver cars. I get it. Patronus. All right. I'm out of here. <laughs> but, but to be fair, that was probably somebody that doesn't get wheel. You know I, what I'm saying? Doesn't yeah, get it. Maybe. Doesn't get it. It was just one of those things that I was like, oh, that's so F1. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I get it. Annoying. You guys are faster. I get it. I know. Yeah, but yeah, but like, yeah, hundred percent. The car. I don't mind that. Like, I'm, I'm like, hey, cool. I love F1 too. Yeah, but, I, but like, I really do. Arguably, I mean, I think we had some good racing in in Austin, but yeah. arguably, F1 racing is not particularly that exciting most of the time. Like, you know, whoever's won most of the races tends to run away with it, and it's like you get five or six laps of striking distance, and then the person. If they don't get the overtake done, they burn up their tires, and that's it. Like yeah. I, I don't feel like that's like I, I struggle with this. Have, it's encapsulating though. Formula One is encapsulating because of the magnitude of the events, and I think and the the pure. I mean, it's so cool to see Ferrari against Mercedes against McLaren against you know Where's whoever Ford at, it bro? is. Where's Ford at? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Chevrolet. You know what I mean? Like it's. But 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 it is encapsulating because again it, it's got the attention and it looks cool. It is fast. The, the product IndyCar's product isn't the problem. It's just no one knows about it. And we have a great yeah. product. It's just it's, we got to get. It's a marketing thing, isn't it? It's a marketing thing. It's 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 all marketing. Yeah. So did you did you actually, Dan? Did you guys have all caught up on the race? You guys? Yeah yeah yeah. Should should we rip through it and talk about the the Formula One? Grand Prix of the USA year 2022, the 10th anniversary race. Oh, was it? 10th? I, I didn't know that. Yeah. my And it was kind of a going down. When we were in, I'm sure you felt the same way seeing that, Connor, when F1 went to the US again. And it was like, because I was at Force India in 2012. That's probably the year I met you. Same. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> were, you, were you? No, dude, were you at the, I think you were there with the team, at weren't the you? USGP? Yeah, in 2012. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, I was like signed to the team, but like it was like not cool yet to have reserve drivers and like yeah. test driver development drivers. So like, especially yeah. not Americans. So it was like, oh, he's our guy, but like we won't give him any shirts. You know what I mean? Dude, you know what? <laughs> I, I remember it was you, me, James Colado, Jules yep. Bianchi, and Richard Mille. At, at Hooters. Were you at Hooters? Yeah, I, I came to ah! Hooters. <laughs> I they, forgot you were there. Yeah, dude, I remember that. that oh was, my gosh, that was such a like. It's like it's like you know you got Richard Mille and he's like, yeah. I want some wings, and he paid. Here's for my everything. half million dollar watch. Yeah, Would you exactly, like some wings? <laughs> exactly what happened. But he's such a freaking nice dude. I I, oh, yeah. I I didn't know who he was at first, and yeah. then I was like, Oh, you and all your mates have those houses on your wrist. I understood. Yes. I know you guys, but that was that was super cool. But yeah. One of my favorite cool. Jules stories as well, like because like I we knew Jules growing up, obviously R.I.P. That guy's a legend, but like man, yeah. great story, like incredible environment there, like what a hilarious memory. Yeah, just like Colado Bianchi, you Richard Mille, and a couple of his work buddies, and <laughs> how I don't I think I came with you or met you. They're like, oh, we're going to get Hooters. It's like, okay, cool, I'll see you there. And it's like the Hooters, fucking fucking hell and fire. But now we've got this race. It was um, predominantly a two-stop, hard and medium mixed race. Nobody wanted to touch those soft tires. Everybody burned up their softs in qualifying. 
Um, did you notice somebody doing something weird other than Aston Martin scrubbing all their tires, but in qualifying? Uh, I mean, are we qualifying? Mm. No. Because I probably wasn't paying that much attention. Let's be real, Blake. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Well, I couldn't. I was sat. So in qualifying, I was set at the top of turn one. I had no idea what was going on, but I did. I did catch something and I went and looked at it later. So I was like, okay, Max has done an outlap. Why is his first lap a slow lap? Because he's not pushing into turn one. And when they're pushing into turn one, you see the, the ass yeah. slapping the ground and sparks getting ejected out the back. And it's super cool looking. And they break so late. What are they breaking at? Like 75 meters? Something like it's just nutty. That's a hill to help you too. Exactly. So yeah. it's just like you just like throw it in there. But um, th he did a slow lap before his push lap in the qualifying three. Nobody else did that. And you have to do that deliberately because in qualifying, you take all the fuel out of the car. So that was mm. something weird I noticed. So obviously it didn't pay off because we had a Ferrari, a couple redheads on the front row. That's okay because as if this season's taught us anything, it doesn't matter if Ferrari are <laughs> yeah. on the front row. Ah, you know what? Was this the first race win of a driver not on the front row? Oh, but he started he started P2, didn't he? Yeah, fine. It's qualifying. But like I think that's a stat from Coda's. There's not been a winner that's not been on the front row on the race start. But that is a fact. I did hear that. Someone yeah, but, did, but, did tell me that. But because of the penalties, he did start. Carlos, yes. shocking race start. Got a lot of wheel spin and Max leading into turn one. What happens next? What's your what's your favorite mate, Dan? Dan? Uh, the the George Russell terrorism tour of the world <laughs> continues. <laughs> He's that was made what, his what, what stop was in America. Yeah, exactly. He's had a drive-by, an absolute murder. Yep. What did you think of that when you saw it, Connor? And then what did you think about it after you saw it later? What's your take? So I the that corner is quite tough. Like I remember we we tested there in IndyCar, we raced there in IndyCar, and like it, it narrows up very aggressively, right? And it's it's an awkward angle because you're going uphill, track flattens out, and then you're immediately going downhill. So it's kind of as you're a blind visual, for a bit, aren't you? Well, yes, but as a visual, if you if you bury yourself down that inside. You better hope you got enough steering lock to get around that corner because it is tight. Like you got to use every bit or of space. enough road to use on the exit. Exactly, and I mean George essentially used his car like a missile and like stabbed Carlos in the chest. Like he didn't hit him in torpedo? the wheel. He hit him in the in the side pod. <laughs> like, do we have any torpedo? Oh, it was crazy, man. Like it was such an odd angle because Carlos, you could tell he knew he lost the position, right? So as a driver, when you, when you lose that position, you try to immediately line yourself up to get a very, a, a much straighter exit right down that hill. Yep. So he might have a chance at, uh, at max at the next corner. So again, Carlos was more at an mm. angle because he had got himself rotated way early yes. and George was just locked up. And there yeah. again, George, if there's no cars there, George makes the corner, right? He's yes. fine. He locks up, maybe gets a little wide. But the problem is you're at the race start and everyone's, you know, all over the place. So it was never going to work. Yeah. It was just one of those things like it looked like Carlos did, you know, quite a wide line. Yeah. And then Russell locked up and he's carrying so much speed as a result of that. And it's like they were fighting for the same piece of track. But realistically, Russell looked like he was going to struggle to keep it on the track full stop. Never mind going oh, yeah. too wide through that corner. So. Um, I think that's a confirmed uh, act of terrorism there again, potentially. <laughs> five seconds. For Carlos, man. <laughs> all you, all you that, get for that, that is five seconds. I mean, is I think that's fair, but it's unfortunate that it 
<sighs> that it took signs out. That was that sucks to see. Signs is sixty and F's this year, dudes. That's Six. rough. That's a shit season, man. Like I know they've had troubles all season, but come on. Oh, um, Carlos is a guy too. Like he's like, I mean, yeah. he, he can throw it down. I when, exactly. when we were when when they were in uh, Q three. I had a bunch of people sitting around me. They're like, oh, who's going to be on pole? And they were saying, I was like, I'm Carlos all the way. Like, I'm going to lock that in. And I was the only one who said Carlos. And I was like, yep. I mean, he's he's been quick all weekend. He's got the juice right now. Like, he's going to yep. do it. Yep. Now, that's, that's yeah, unlucky. I, I hope I hope they turn that around next season because, like, they're making this too easy for Red. They're making the RB18 look dominant. The RB18 has not been the faster car until the break, honestly. Yeah, and they're still faster wrong. over a single lap. They're still faster. So it's not like Red Bull are not dominant right now, but they are dominating. But uh, it's interesting how that works. I, I do find it fascinating because Ferrari for sure have been so fast, but there's been such, so many moments where you just I like I have one eye going this way, one eye going the other because I'm like, what? How did they do that? And then yeah. like, or how can they not replicate the race pace or how are they not? I, I don't know. It it does seem like the Red Bull has great race pace at times, but even when they don't, they're just always putting themselves in the right position. And like, if you if you put a driver who has the skills in a position to succeed, he's going to do it because yeah, yeah, that's sure. our job. Always put yourself in a position to be successful. And if everyone executes, then you're yeah, successful. You, you're laughing, but like it's like not like everybody's on a different page, different times. So Fryer having mares. The drivers are having mares. You know, they've, they've I, don't, I wouldn't say either of them are particularly mistake prone, but like the, when they have made mistakes, they've been very punishing, which is, you know, just taking points off the table. Whereas oh, Max has been, you know, his qualifying performances have not been oh, yeah. flawless. They have not been flawless, but he's always there, thereabouts. And come race day, it's been, it's been solid this season. So, but, uh, you gotta be perfect. Yeah. So Bottas gets a shit start. I guess Stroll has another stinker of a race start, man. Stroll's race starts the last two races. Have been, did you see his replay from Japan on the on the race on the it was in the restart? It's like, oh my god, it was it was pretty thrilling. I was like, holy shit. Um, what else we got? We're on kind of like. So there's two there's two overriding things from this weekend. I think it was a wind impact impacting the car balance, which is always a huge factor there and tire wear or degradation we're not sure if it was wear based but um it did look like from some of the ferrari comms that they were expecting to be wear limited and then after leclerc's first stint you know five laps later after they've had the tires scraped they came back and said wear is better than expected so obviously they did fit another medium for their third stint because it was it was an easy two stop what do you feel about coda like when you guys come here is it windy often well, sadly we don't Sadly, we don't get to race here anymore. It was a short-lived experience, but the wind, obviously, very, very effective. Any any car that produces high downforce, like an open-wheel car, right? Like, we're we're super affected by wind. This track in particular as well, I think, is can be aggressive on the tires. Um, but like, if you have a headwind at the end of that back straight, I mean, you're breaking 50 to 100 meters later. I mean, you, you, it's, it's, it's so much assistance in uh, the grip of the car on, on the brakes, and... You know, if you have a tailwind through the S section, you know, turns three, four, five, whatever that, I mean, that's becomes yeah. quite difficult. So yeah, it's a very different car. It was very windy. So through my years of engineering cars there, like that track is super exposed. Seven, eight, nine, as you crest over the hill, 
the hairpin turn 11 can be very, very messy. And like you said, the balance changes through the S's are huge depending on oh, the yeah. conditions you get. And they, like you might have to set up the car completely differently. But, you know, you've always got to hedge your bets for like, all right, here's what we're going to qualify with and here's what we're going to race with. But uh, that was super nuts. We heard a lot of people talking about that. Like uh, Bottas spun it and I'm pretty sure that he got caught out by the wind there. Yeah, I mean, we wind for us is obviously like we we have five oval races right and if you want to talk about maximum wind sensitivity you go to an oval race and that is just we can feel every gust every change in mile an hour and 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 obviously at that speed even on road courses in formula one like that's why people say it's so effective and you know we have I mean, I have a wild amount of experience with that at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway because wind at 244 miles an hour, everything is chaotic. Yeah, exactly. Um, And you feel everything. Like the the wind can be so powerful that you're going so fast that you can feel the chassis move in the sidewall of the tire. So like it's not loose, but you get a, a moment of wind that pins the front and the car slides so it feels like it's like you can feel the wind changing the balance of the car at that speed and that's, and it's insane so that's why drivers hate wind so it just it, yeah. it messes everything up for us yeah now that's that's nuts so we've got we've got Bottas spinning causing that safety car around lap 18 Leclerc and a couple of others get a cheap stop which which helped them out and uh, obviously Leclerc's engineers feedback to them is like you know what that medium could have gone a bit longer but uh Let's talk about Alonzo and Stroll for a minute, because I feel like that was one of the we've already mentioned that. And uh it there's those are teammates next season, by the way. Teammates. Is that is that gonna be awkward? We let's come back to that, Dan. Um Lawrence Stroll, Fernando Alonso boxing match, YouTube boxing match. Who's who's your money on? Um Alonzo. I think Alonzo's got a The Dark Lord. Yeah, I think the Dark Lord has got some uh <laughs> mean moves underneath. Con- Connor, who's your money on? boxing match lawrence so dad dad stroll versus nando oh i know yeah i know lawrence stroll that guy's a big fella but i i, I mean alonzo he's, he's got not this look bear, in his he? face he's, he's not got this look bear. in his face that he's like i will punch you in the throat and like that's yeah. it and like all right it's over <laughs> magic alonzo with the throat punch yeah just a quick you know adam's <laughs> apple slap you're out. Yeah. So, uh, what, did you like when you saw that shunt when him flying through the air? Did that trigger any memories, or did you not even recall that? Because you you had a huge one coming out of the tunnel in Monaco in twelve or thirteen. Well, it's, it, the exact same thing caused it, right? You you yeah. can't block in reaction to other cars. Like no. I'm sorry, but like when you're going that fast, no. you know, that's what caused that Monaco incident. That's what caused a lot of incidents in racing because again we want to be defensive as drivers you know we're very yes. selfish we have to defend but you have to defend properly or else it goes very wrong and, and, it, so, could, and, and it could have gone even further wrong if you looked at where the oh, gap was yeah, in the, yeah. whole, the wall there it's like if you land I, on that gap it's like fuck yeah uh, it's awful you know what i mean like it's 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 something that when we're when we're at that speed right like w- we have a lot going on as drivers we only have those two tiny little mirrors like not a and lot not of vision good. And they're no, not good. You see shapes. You you don't see cars, you see shapes. And so when you see that shape behind you coming up, you're like, okay, I gotta make this move. But you're also like, you're still paying attention to your rev lights, you're still paying attention to what's going on in your steering wheel, and 
there might be a car in front of you too that you're trying to time, stay in the tow, whatever it is. So again, sometimes we make a move too late, but you have to stay ahead of that. Because yeah. again, Fernando, that straight is long enough to where you got to stay in that toe as long as you can because you want to launch around this guy. Yeah. And the launch effect that you can get from that slipstream is quite powerful. That's why, like, if if you get this suck up to the guy in front of you, if you're the master of the suck, right? Uh, you got... we, call, we, we prefer to call it a suck off when you're exactly. getting sucked off down the straight. If you're the chief of the <laughs> suck off, right? If you're yeah. getting if you're getting that run. You have to time it perfectly. Like yep. it, it's so because if you don't, if for one moment you have to back up the throttle, that run is dead. And yep. and it's and you and think of how important it is for track position, right? Yeah, and yeah. So Fernando makes that move. You make it maybe giving him a little bit of room to like move, but you can't move that late. And no. and, and sadly, there's nothing Fernando can do. That that's not Fernando's fault. It, it's no. not because it's 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 the responsibility that's why you can't move in reaction to which is usually a blocking rule i don't know what it is in f1 now it seems like you can do whatever you want but it's just it, it, it that's what happens i've been a yeah. victim of it before i got penalized this year in indycar for making a move in reaction to grosjean i got penalized for blocking grosjean and he didn't even try and pass me and grosjean at the end was like i don't know why you got a penalty there but if you look <laughs> at the video if you look at the video like Grosjean made a move like just to kind of test the waters and yeah, I blocked late because I didn't see and they gave me a penalty for it. I was like, well, he didn't actually try and pass me. And they're like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm like, son of a gun. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, it's like, let him, it's let because him run I me. didn't see it early enough. I'm looking at break points. You're looking yeah. at everything on your steering wheel, all the buttons and stuff that you got to do. And if you just, sometimes you just don't catch it. And, yeah. but it's still, you, you can catch it. You know what I mean? You yeah, can yeah. block earlier than that. And he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. He, he, he'd made his move and he'd commit to sticking online. But that was that was pretty terrifying. But that Alpine uh, is a, a tank, man. It must, that thing must be 100 kilos overweight looking at walking away from that <laughs> shit. Those yeah. track rods. But the, 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 they, they should probably introduce some weight into their mirror assembly because uh, I can't believe they got done. Like, and I don't know what the... Uh, what do you flippy, call it? Flippy flappy mirror. Yeah, the flappy bird. Now the um well, historic precedents of what to do in that kind of situation. I don't know what well, I think they're the basing rules. it on the, there's been a few times this season where and typically Kev, it, 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 Colin, it's, Kevin. it's his name is Kevin. Yeah. His Kev, name is Kevin. Kevin got himself meatball flagged a few times for having his uh, end plate. Lap loose. one lap one terrorist. Yeah. Him and George, they go to the same camp. Um <laughs> So, yeah, and I think Haas basically were like, well, if it's good enough for us, why isn't it good enough for them? And I, I kind of get it, but what frustrates me is we all saw it flapping about on TV, so why the hell did no one there at race control or something see it? It's the same It's the same thing. Like, uh, there's another instance of um, the wheel the wheel arch on Verstappen's car broke midway through the race, and it's like, and people are like, oh, they're cheating their things. It's like, it fucking broke. Should they have been meatball flagged? I don't know, but the FI have done like a lip service about, oh, we're going to have more capacity after last year's, you know, like Massey was overloaded and all this. We're going to have more capacity. And I see nothing this season that says that they're doing, you know, they have more headspace and more processing power to deal with infringements real time because doing these infringements and sorting out penalties after the race 
is so painful. It makes the sport such a farce. Like, yes, it's got so much momentum and power right now because everybody's consuming it. But people are becoming, I mean, to be fair, most of the people pissing and moaning about everything else, it's like, you're not going to stop watching, mate. You fucking love it. You're, you're a pervert. You absolutely love it. You have no personality or life. This is all you have. You have to keep watching. This is disenchanted as you are with it. But, yeah, that's us. But, but yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what I mean. It was me. My entire personality is Max Verstappen. That's it. Not really. But like, what do we do? What do we do about that? Like, what, what can they do? Like, they need capacity to police these things. They need, the, you know, it's like, oh, there's something thing, you know, like usually what happens if there's something flapping around on a car, they'll get on the FIL, get on the radio to whoever is the person who's responsible for legality and reliability um, at a team. They'll be like, talk to us, mm. check this in the stop. Is this coming off? Is this an issue? For example, like the house, the front wing in plate flapping around, it's like that is eventually coming off. And it does usually take them a handful of laps to address it. Um, Checo's front wing in plate seemed like it came off pretty quickly, but I don't know what's this, you know, how long do they need to address it to be like, is this going to hang on or not? Yeah. It's just annoying all these rules and interpretations and it's just making it a farce and you have all this shit fighting on Twitter. Most of the people have no fucking clue what they're talking about in the first place, but that's okay. We don't either, but it's like, if I need to be transparent, clear, and direct on this. Well, I know what Connor's answer is going to be to this. Is we all go watch IndyCar. Oh, well, no, no, no. I, 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 I will I go to more time. for IndyCar. I will. But, like, obviously, like, that's because I'm selfish. And, like, I, I do think we could do better. But, but, you, but you should be. That means you care. Well, no, like I, I love racing, right? Like I, I, I think overall I'm a race fan. I was born a race fan. My dad was a Formula One driver. Like I have a passion for Formula One because I do realize how special it is. I have a photograph right outside this door that I'm about to put on my wall of my dad in the Tyrrell Formula One car at the Long Beach Grand Prix in 1980. You know, in 1980, I think in 1981. Like I think it's awesome, right? It's 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 in your fucking blood, really, isn't it? Well, yeah, but like I, but also like I think blood could take a little bit more you know what I mean? like i yeah. think we could i think it, it's just a matter of of if people love motorsport why not give them more right like if, if people love motorsport if people love formula one why not give them more you know what i mean and, and and it's not the same thing but it's pretty similar um but yeah in regards to that penalty i i hate that stuff but i think it also depends on what it is right because formula yeah. one cars right now if you have a flappy wing if you have a piece falling off your front wing you're probably going to pit anyway because you can't even produce enough downforce with that wing, right yep but if it's a mirror and, and or so, maybe something related to the you know the barge boards on the car whatever it is i think that like the reason why i watch racing is because you never know what's going to happen right mm -hmm. if, if something happens to the car and the guy's still going the driver's still going like you're here to race right it doesn't matter what yeah. happens cars hit each other all the time uh yeah. formula one now again if they hit each other not a lot of those cars continue like there's not a no. lot of wheel bank in indycar we hit each other all the time and like, everyone still goes square on tough. or bodywork well uh, both bodywork okay. square on everything the the front wings on our cars are tough like real tough notes um, from alpine understood oh my gosh like we i've seen people go directly into the rear of other cars is totally fine yeah um, okay so again i i think that that's a i do know what happened with haas and all the flappy bits and them getting black flag i i don't like that i think we got the halo on the car to prevent some of that debris right from getting to the yeah. driver like but you guys have point. but you guys have the arrow screen for example and if you yeah, know but that sucks like i'm not gonna lie it's it, it yeah. prevents everything 
but debris is still like debris is still going to be debris. Like, are yeah. we the safest in the era screen? Yes, absolutely. Nothing's getting in there. Nothing. Yeah. But you know, IndyCar still goes full course yellow for pieces of debris because again, it will damage the cars. It will cause accidents. Yeah. Like we do, we, we, you have to pick up debris. Yeah. But again, in, in Alonzo's case, to stop his race, to stop a heroic drive, to stop to to give a, a large penalty for something that like you can't control that, right? Like that's you know, you, yeah. if a mirror falls off your car, I'm sorry, but I'm going. Like I, I don't care if whatever falls off, I'm still driving yeah. that sucker. But there's been lo- there's been loads of races where teams have wasn't Max's one of Max's early races in Red Bull. He finished without a front wing. I know it because one of the one of the fucking model cars deliberately doesn't have a, a, a mirror on it. Sorry, a mirror. Sorry, not wing, but like stuff like that. So, I, I guess that the, their main concern is they don't want bits flying off and impacting yes. anyone because that's fucking scary. You know, it's it's yeah. not a it's not a torsion bar. It's not you're not going to have a Felipe Massa repeat. But and I I get that. But to have finished the race and then be like ah yeah they should have penalized it during the race. Or, you know, say, come in and rip the fucking thing off, which you can do, which is probably faster than, like, for example, say you have an end plate broken off, you can smash the thing off the front wing as long as the wing is intact and the element in the cascade is held. We change the front wing and it's 10 seconds, but fucking around. I I don't, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what the right answer is, honestly, because it just sucks seeing races ruined like that. Alonzo had a a spectacular recovery drive. Yeah. It it just, it, like again, I understand the the technicality of it. I know why people would protest it because again, every point in Formula One is a lot of money. Like it's worth yep. a lot of money, and everyone yeah. wants money. I don't know yeah. about you guys, but I like money. I like and, cash. <laughs> yeah. Where and do so, I get it? I, I it's I, somewhere. It's on a tree somewhere that we haven't discovered yet. But, I'm gonna go shake it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> shake the tree. Yeah, God. it was it was sad to see that because it, it like it just it just dampens the effect of like that good feeling you get about seeing a cool race for one guy. You know what I mean? It's like, that was cool. Like, yeah. like it would have been the same way if like Vettel got penalized after that incredible last lap. Amazing. I would have gone to war for that Seb. Was awesome. I would have oh. gone to war for Seb. I would the same. Like that was beautiful. I love seeing that Sebastian Vettel, true dog, true gangster, like just around <laughs> the outside the high speed corner. I love to see that. You know, I, I, my first thought after the race was I because I sat in the the Red Bull hospitality unit at turn seventeen all and right, I was doing right. I, I was to, doing the coast, brag about yeah. I was doing the co stream with F one Ellie and Liam Lawson for a bit which was which was super nice but I still didn't get to see that much but going back and watching the race I don't know actually I don't know why I added that I was trying to flex a little bit that was super fun by the way that was that was like the only time that I could actually see it was going because we could kind of see a TV and kind of hear it was going on. Yeah, so did that was the only. Did t- you put the groundwork in to get us allowed back in? Are we not banned? We. <laughs> I think I'm good. We need to do. We need. We've got to do a little bit more work for you. But I've okay. got. Some, I can put some elbow grease on it, man. Well, cheers. Thank next, you. Next, we're manif- We're manifesting this, Connor. Next, next year, Dan and I are going to get invited back to the track. Yeah. To do. I love that. You guys deserve it. I mean, come on. We're out here fighting we the good fight for the sport. We don't deserve it. We're so fucking <laughs> fraudulent. We're so fucking shitty. No, but like on, on a on a serious <laughs> note, though, um, stay fraudulent, babies. No, but um, it sucks seeing Seb leaving, and I I understand why he wants to leave. You know, it's like he doesn't feel like he's going to be in a competitive car again anytime soon, and you know he's got uh, you know other things in life that he wants to do, his family and other things. That's great, but it sucks seeing him dip out like that, especially after looking at like some of that exceptional racing that we're seeing in the midfield that he's delivering, and it's it's cool. 
the passion that he had when he crossed the finish line there in Austin, like the guy still got it. You know what I mean? And like to have like that's that he celebrated as if he won the race. I mean, I, I've heard more. Ex- that was more exuberant of a celebration than Max had be any that yeah. he won. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think when you're fighting for that, like when you know every position counts and you know that that car is not going to win races right now, I mean that stuff means a lot. Like I, yeah. think, but it's this, it's the same. Like the point system doesn't work the same for us in IndyCar. But like, my gosh, if you if you finish in the top ten, like right, if you go from eleventh to tenth in that final lap, the guys that you're beating, you know that it's like a lot of good people. And you're like, yes. man, that feels good. Yeah, you know it's I mean? rewarding, right? Exactly. And yeah. and I love to see that passion. The guy's not just like, all right, cool, good job, guys. You know what I mean? Like, he was yeah. like, I mean, he was over the moon, which is cool. But to, to be fair, though, here's here's the other side of that coin. Do you think he would have been more excited to finish that way with that level of, you know, wheel-to-wheel that he had in those final laps versus finishing even further ahead if he hadn't had that super long stop for the slow front left wheel? He lost. He lost almost 10 seconds i think in that stop didn't he similar to similar to max well as a driver <laughs> i know that when we put everything on the table and we we don't make the mistake then it's really satisfying you know what i mean because yeah. then again if the team messes up again that's it this is a team sport there's yes. so much of it that is the driver could have the best race of his life but if they throw wheels the wrong direction in the pits, yeah. that day could be ruined. So, again, he probably had one of the best drives of his life. You wouldn't yeah. notice it because he finished seventh or whatever it was or eighth. Yeah. But but I, I promise you that is a sad – I think he was very satisfied. I think he would have been satisfied both ways because yeah. Seb is a great man right now. I think he's a true legend overall. But mm-hmm. that feeling of, like, you as a driver trying to make up for what happened is a, is a strong feeling in the soul. Yeah, I get that. But like, let's talk about that because Max also was quite very upset. Um, <laughs> and you know, GP's super good about calming him and leveling him in those, those I like two, GP. He those was at two Force were... India with us. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I worked with yeah. GP my whole six years and he's still doing yeah. it. Fucking dork, get alive, touch some grass. <laughs> but like, um, Max was Max was super pissed off, you know, and very, but um, it is, you know, GP did remind him, he's like, man, this is a team. It's like, you know, when when the driver has a mistake, which he hasn't had very many this year, but also the team's been pretty freaking good this year. Shit happens. But um, they came back. Should we, um, what are we thinking? Let's, let's dig in. I'm going to get both of your takes on this. Mercedes had a uh, really nice tweet, at, you know, congratulating Red Bull on their constructors and drivers championship. And they said, we missed the battles on track. And I really enjoyed seeing Max and Lewis. Um, Crofty tried to call it a switcheroo, I think, but let's not call it that. I don't want to use that word ever again. I don't even want to hear that on a broadcast ever again. Switcheroo is banned in the chat. Can Mods be banned that? Switcheroo! Switcheroo! Um, what are we thinking about that? What, what did you? What were you guys thinking the when you saw Max, that? Max versus Hamilton. Yeah, I, I did have like I know it was only last year, but I did have a little bit of nostalgia. I was like, oh, I miss this because when they're both racing, I like that little moment of racing between Lewis and how uh, Lewis and Max, I felt had more source than what we've seen Max racing against Charles. I I liked it as well. I I think that's that's something that 
I wish Lewis would have fed him a bit more of a wheel breaking into the corner. Yeah, into the straight. Like on, I, I wish on, I was, man. I was hoping for just a full on left hand dive down to the apex and be like, ain't no way you're yeah. getting around me. Here. Um, yeah. And, but like, and sadly it wasn't there, but again, respectable of Lewis. I think he knew that he was going to get got no matter what, but I just wish there was a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll say, I'll say it this way. Like as much as everybody got so, pissed off last year and you know demonized one or the other like oh lewis this max that it's like can we just take a minute to appreciate how fucking good that was last season i know it ended with some dnfs i know it ended with drivers being taken out of races one or both but i miss that man i miss that and i really wish that um the fans as a whole could take that and just be like that's the result when you have two titans going head to head that's gonna happen let it happen don't it's, it's it's not good guy bad guy yes the team principals are gonna throw a spin on it because that's their job is to politic it right posture it and be like we're the good guys they're the bad guys but it's like why do we why do why do people have to buy into that narrative because it's i miss that a lot we haven't seen much of it this year you know what the best part about this max and lewis battle was was mm. lewis uh, getting on the radio talking about Max maybe being over track limits and then like 30 seconds later <laughs> he gets his warning for track limits. I was like, oh yeah, that's some beautiful shithousery there. Yeah, but oh, like, man. I get it, but like Lewis, Lewis wants just like anybody else, he wants every advantage. He's he's like in the same tier vein as Alonzo, fucking cutthroat. He'll do it, whatever it takes, man. Hell and, yeah, uh, if, if I was driving, I'd be exactly the same. I'd be like... like oh, he not, touched the white line a little bit too hard. He's not oh. done his shoelaces up properly. He called mom. Yeah. He said your mom's a hoe. I heard him. I heard him. That, see, we will all do that. Like, if, if, if you... Anytime you think a driver's broken the rules, a thousand percent report it. Because, again, we might sound like a bit of a, like, ooh, yikes, uh, that guy sounds like a bit of a loser. But, like... I'm sorry, there are rules, and to be fair, yes, is Lewis probably in the lesser performing vehicle, and he wants to have every chance that he gets? Absolutely, yes. man. But you would, too. Like, if, if you had yeah. a Grand Prix that but you were about are to win, be... or trying to win, you know what I mean? You'd report yeah, but... everything. You'd yeah. report if his car stank, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's smelly. They should probably check the radiators. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know part, I mean? but meatball flag, I think, I think it stinks a little bit. But no, yeah. I, I get it, like, but like at the same time, you know, like, you know, it's, let's say I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm a, I'm a Max fan. Right. And I'm, I'm watching that broadcast. I'm like, oh, Lewis is whining a bit. It's like, so be it, man. Like, but like you said, like you said, that is that driver fighting to get every single advantage that he could to have a chance at winning his first race. And Lewis really is only fighting that hard because he wants to see Dan uh, with a bare face with no beard on it. <laughs> oh, it was close. I even got the shaver out. And I, was I saw your photo it. on yeah. Twitter. I, so Dan's got to deal with Merck when it races here. He's shaving the beard of wisdom off. <laughs> yeah, that's close. You're almost, I, yeah, you're nearly, almost done. Nearly. I, I think we'll have to cancel the podcast or do it audio only if that's the case, because I just, I just can't do it. I was going to let you shave it. Ooh. Ooh, oh, wow. oh, are we gonna do IRL stream? Yeah, uh, from the garden, get a little campfire going. Oh, no, no, fuck and that. It. We're gonna drive to Brixworth or whatever. Oh yeah, shave it out front on yeah. stream. <laughs> just walk into their reception. And be like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Don't worry, we're just shaving <laughs> our mate. Leave them with the clippings. That was a good battle to see the finish the race, though. It was yeah. something that like it got me. 
I mean, I, I, I was like, oh, I, I wanted a... Lewis to win. Yeah. But I, but I wanted to see match or Max catch him. Right. I wanted yeah. to see a little bit of a duel and there was a little bit of a duel, but like, I wish it could have lasted like two more laps. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. But you could tell that Lewis left everything on the table because his tires were absolutely schmozzled after that. Like, I mean, you could just see that like he tried, he tried, he tried, he tried to stay there, tried to stay within the second, but then those things were just goosed and he was, yeah. he was out of it. Like, I mean, he was, gone. he was dead. And I, I, I wish those fan bases didn't hate each other as much. No, like, exactly. They can't man. appreciate the racing as much as they, they just want to hate each other. Like, I'm sorry. Thank you. Only one winner in racing guys. That's what, that's how it works. There's yeah. not a co-winner. Like, Someone wins, someone loses. There's a lot of crap that happens behind the scenes. There's a lot of politickery, but guess what? Sorry, one person wins, and guess what? They probably have another chance at being the winner next year. That's it. Dude, That's it. I I really wish more people could embrace that. Like like the <laughs> these fan bases like to make oh. up these these very interesting, elaborate fan fiction stories about their <laughs> opponent. It's like, oh my god, like it's not that deep, man. This is this is race cars, okay. It this is race cars. Matter how much you insult the other fan base, they have the trophy or they don't. I'm hey, sorry. That's it. But also you fuck can be you. positive and look to the next race. How about that? But also fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but also, yeah, I mean maybe. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I'm but, not um, always right, but I feel like I try to use logic every now and then. <laughs> yeah. So <sighs> I mean, that, that kind of takes us like that was kind of like the, our scatterbrain take through the race. And we had all of yeah. Connor's insight on what it's like to actually be behind a wheel because uh, I tried, I had a, I did an F122 video uh, for, for Codemasters and EA before the race. And I, I basically didn't have time to do the, the full video and put a lap in. But uh, that track, from my limited experience, is a super interesting circuit. It's so, like, there's so much techie stuff in that. And there's different ways to do different things. And it's, super challenging and seeing these guys going wheel to wheel around this track is so so good and uh it was a recipe for a great race Something, i just i just sorry i was just gonna no go on jump in. in as usual um I miss you i miss you too um you fucking throw me off now you bastard what was i gonna say oh yeah that was it <laughs> what, what what um what were the bumps like on the track this year because i know it's in the history it's been a bit they complained about the bumps and things like that. Is it? I didn't really hear anything. I don't know if they sorted that out or if it doesn't really bother the 2022 cars that much. They did repave sections of it. Yeah. So, so when we tested there, uh, it was the it was right after F1 and everyone had complained about the bumps. And like when we got there, I'm not gonna lie. Even in our cars, which are pretty girthy, they're big. They're big units. Uh, it was bumpy. Uh, yep. and, and bumpier than you'd expect out of a you know, proper F1 circuit with plenty of runoff and fancy curbs and all that. You mean stuff, a purpose-built you know I mean? circuit that was built on a swamp? Well, yeah, everyone, you know, <laughs> ah. we've seen plenty of swamps in motor racing. Yeah, yeah um, Motorsport Ranch Houston, built on a swamp. <laughs> oh, can't wait to get there in our Chevy I've, El Camino. I've been deep, <laughs> deep in the in the mud in that track before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... But they did repave sections of it, and I and I do believe I I didn't hear as much about the bumps. You could see it every now and then, but like it it's gonna be bumpy because of all the elevation at some point, right? But thankfully, I think the track did adhere to the comments about like, hey, this is gonna suck if you don't fix it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's super good. Um, 
what else do we have in the race? I feel like we call, you know, let's go, let's go to, uh, in a fraudulent manner, we'll try to wrap this up. Let's go fraudulently, some shenanigans. What was up with uh, the dude from Apple waving the flag? You know, you just get done seeing <laughs> Seb having this brilliant exchange back and forth and back and forth. And then this dude who's on fucking power saving mode, waving his eye flag. And I was like, yeah, he, had, well, he didn't download the latest uh, software update for emotions. Him and Mark <laughs> no. Zuckerberg come from the same factory. Yeah, well, exactly. they're aliens. I mean, yeah, I'm not exactly. gonna, they're aliens. I mean, Tim Cook is an alien. I, th- I think he doesn't. He's not from this planet. I think no. same Mark Zuckerberg. I think they're aliens. I'm not gonna. So is Elon Musk. Aliens. They're all aliens. Yeah, aliens. They don't inter- They don't know what's going on around them in in real settings like that. I'm sorry, but they're aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. And then. uh the, the, did you guys catch Martin Brundle calling Will Buxton out on Twitter? Because oh, about because yeah. basically, if anybody hasn't caught it, uh, you know, Brundle got basically stiffed by uh, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Pitt, yeah, and then uh, and then Will Buxton's like, we get a list of everybody that doesn't doesn't want to be approached on the grid, and then all the journalists just chime in, and Martin's like. It's bullshit. And everybody else is like, I've never seen that. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. And then Will produces a list and it looks like it's just a list of people that are there, not a list of people that do or don't want to be interviewed. So uh Brad Pitt also an alien, perhaps, but that was that was some <laughs> Will, classic. Will only gets that though, because he's part of F1 TV, I think, doesn't he? Because he's obviously yeah. got a different deal to everyone else. The um... yeah. but I that's that's yeah. Seeing that, like seeing the Poor Martin. I like Martin Brundle a lot. The guy's a legend. I raced with his kid. Like, he raced with my dad. Like, yeah. If you go to an F1 race, you should know who Martin Brundle is. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. But if you if you have ever watched a race, I don't care where you're from. I don't care what. I mean, if you're a celebrity and you think you're just going to go there because you watched a Netflix show, that's awesome. But, like, be prepared to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're a celebrity. Like, know like, who – like, that – That let's be honest. That is the main TV broadcast of the whole world, right? Like, yeah. we get it in America. Like, it's – we even in America get to watch Martin Brundle and the great British broadcast team because they do the best job, right? They're doing an yeah. incredible job. Yeah, for sure. It's great. Know who he is. I'm sorry. It's but no like, excuses. But, like, also, I found it a little bit weird that Brad's also doing a Formula One movie. Yeah. Oh, just, and never, oh. and never mind all the other really, really great stuff about him as a as a person. Yeah. But never mind any of that. But he's doing a fucking Formula One movie, and can't be arsed to talk to Martin Brundle. Like, if you've ever even fucking sniffed a Formula One race, you you know watched a pre race yes. show, you know exactly who the cunt is. He's not gonna ask you for your whole life story. No, he's, and he's not gonna, keep gonna it ask short and you sweet. something stupid. He's like, hey, what are you doing recently, and who do you like today? <laughs> How gonna, hard is that to answer? No, it's not. Oh, or you know something angry. like, tell me about your Formula One movie. Oh, it's yeah. this and that. It's gonna be amazing. Great, check it out. It's coming out here. We're recording. Whatever. Bye. Two yeah. seconds. He's just like, anyway. Didn't you? Uh, is a TMZ. He's not gonna ask you like, oh, what's going on with your ex-wife? You know, no one cares. <laughs> Who are you supporting? Like, seriously. Uh, I didn't realize so many celebrities feared Martin Brundle, but there you go. <laughs> Yeah. Who, who would have thought? He's not it? that scary. <laughs> no, but didn't you get to photo bomb him, uh, Blake? Didn't you just basically? Yeah, yeah. 
I was so as you walked I, past, I, you just get someone to film you in the background or whatever. I was. It wasn't just someone. I was. Uh, I was actually having a chat in real life with our buddy uh, Tony Cohen Brown. So she's, you know, she's she's like, oh oh, it's Brad. And she's filming, and then he walks past, and she's like, they're like this. <laughs> I, ru- I ruined her photo. I didn't get out of the way. You but, fucking tourist. So what a tourist? But like, come tourist. on, I don't get to do that much. I don't get to do that much. So I no. thoroughly enjoyed that. So that was that was the Austin Grand Prix. I'm going to I'm going to focus on this a bit more in my my video. I'm working on a little uh vlog style F1 experience video what I thought about it. I'm going to be honest with you guys and you guys will hear it here first. I'm not cut out to be a Formula 1 spectator at the track. I just like well, that's it's a okay, lot of money. You weren't cut out to be an F1 engineer either, Blake. So No, I, I had to get the I had to get the fuck out of there for sure. You know, but, but to be fair though, I was going in at the same time as the teams were going in and I was leaving when they left and, you know, okay, I wasn't doing work, but I was stood out in the sun half the day. Um, I was working and I was recording stuff all the time. Um, it's exhausting, man. I forgot how exhausting it is. And you, you, you guys know, or Connor, you know what it's like from race weekends with you, with you, man, it's, it's full on and it's, um, it's tiring. You have to love it. Um, oh, yeah. but I, I think if I go back to a Formula 1 race again, they need to have good signals so that I can at least have the F1 timing app up so I can see sectors and lap times because I was oh, blind. Was awful. It was, yep. The service was non-existent out there. Um, I had no idea what was going on in qualifying. I didn't know who got pole. I just knew that like there was the checkered flag out and no more cars were coming. And on the tower at the pit lane exit was, um, yeah, was the Ferraris on top. So I was like, okay, that's it. Cool. As, as good as the U.S. Grand Prix is and like Austin is, there are so many things that are not hard from a large event perspective that they are missing on. Right? What would you What would you say that list of things is like if you could improve the spectator experience at a racing circuit? And Dan, you've been to a couple, so feel free to weigh in. Like, what would you What would you want to see that would like be a feasible thing to add to the enthusiast viewer experience because i feel like the enthusiasts get kind of shit on because all you see is cars yeah. going around so i mean i i know, I know this is a, again a point of, uh I, I point to indycar right but the indy 500 no matter what your fan base is right it is the largest attended sporting event in the world on the day right like it, it is that there are the most people there are double the amount of people that were at austin for the race like yeah. at our facility right it's just a fact um traffic flows quite decently in and out of there right like it and and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway is in Speedway, Indiana. Like, it, it's not far out of our, like, downtown metropolis. Like, is there traffic? Yeah. yeah. But, like, Coda is in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of giant roads, a bunch of different – like, it took it's an hour so- to leave. The, I was talking texting with Logan Sargent trying to leave Saturday night. It was awful. Like, Dude, and, and we were again, stuck. We were yeah, stationary like, for – Ages. You can't miss on that. I'm sorry, but you just it, – it's it, it can't, it's not it, – it's hard – Everyone expects a little bit of traffic. But if Don't you tell leave Paul at, Ricard about this. Yeah. If you leave at 8 p.m., I'm sorry, you should be able to get home within an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's just, it's tough. And, so infrastructure is lacking massively. Infrastructure, but cell phone boosting towers. I'm sorry, that's not hard to get. Like, no. if the 500, it's the biggest event in the world. You can still text people. Like, is it a little bit slower? But they bring in, like, I know my stepdad is president of the NF Soldier Speedway, thankfully. Like, not to... Not to brag, but like the guy knows what's going on. Like the guy yeah. knows that hey, if people want to come to an event, they want to be able to text their friends, they want to be able to interact on where they're at, they, they want to meet be up, able to tweet where they're at, they want to be able to exactly. Instagram where they're at. That is huge, right? Yeah. It's huge. T- live timing apps, L- like we have, we have IndyCar has an app too. 
Who would have thought? But you can follow live onboards of the guys that have the onboards on the app. You can see the timing. You see all that stuff. It's great. Live throttle, live brake, all that stuff. You see it on the app, right? Cries, so cries in Sky Go. Exactly. So if you if you if you have that, you got to be able to use it. And so again, there there are a lot of great things about Austin. It looks beautiful. There are great grandstands. There are great concerts at event. But there are simple things that I think again, we yeah. could make it better. Uh, or for everyone that does spend an ungodly amount of money to be there. Yeah. I think, I think honestly, the two things, uh, service, and I think you've nailed it. Like if I had, yeah. you know, a headphone in my phone with a timing app and I could hear the broadcast and hear what's going on. Cause I couldn't hear shit. I mean, the formula one cars are not that loud. So I can plug an ear in. I can still chat with my buddies. I can still be like, if I want to see what's going on, I can see what's going on. But like, I was just lost, man. And there's no signal. Yeah. And I'm, I enjoyed getting to see it, smell it, and and be amongst all the fans because it was super cool it was super cool but at the same time it's just like I, i'm not able to enjoy the race the way i want to enjoy the race you know i can enjoy yeah. the experience but i i can't enjoy the racing because i have no fucking idea what's going on and it was frustrating i didn't watch like a single session from either a like a out like a grandstand or from like out in the pit lane. Like I got to maybe go into the paddock, like into those little, the little pit pit lane boxes. Like I went into McLaren's once in FP one, maybe, maybe twice in FP one, a little bit in FP two. Um, and then no, not none in qualifying because Brad Pitt was in Williams box or whatever. So couldn't go in there. Weren't allowed to go in there. So it's, it's hard. All the F one teams use those little viewing areas in their, in their pit boxes. For like cool people or people who pay a lot of money for to be a part yeah. of their team. You know what I mean? So again, if you're in the paddock, awesome. But like be prepared to not see anything unless it's on a television. You know what yeah. I mean? You you're there for a different experience. If you want like yeah. I had to go back and rewatch the sessions. Yeah. With a twenty four ounce white claw. Hell yeah, Great. brother. Hell yeah. Hell, Hell yeah, yeah, brother. yeah, brother. <laughs> that is fucking rad. So why don't we, uh, you guys, I think we should wrap it here, but I want to give Connor a second to plug everything that he's doing. You've got a cool <laughs> podcast up. I, I caught a, an episode on the plane. Um, let us you know your socials, where you can <laughs> find it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, man. Um, and then uh, Dan and I will let us let everybody know what we're doing next week because uh, we need, we'll, we'll just talk about, we'll do it live right now. So where, where can everybody find you? Your podcast, your socials, um, anything you want to tell our listeners and viewers um, your OnlyFans account that you're about to launch that your girlfriend doesn't know about. <laughs> yeah, if only, man. There's a lot of people uh, making money on that platform, that's for sure. But uh, yeah. so anyway, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Honestly, thanks for having me on. I, I, I love thanks talking Thanks for coming on, stuff. bro. Um, I, you know, it's you, awesome. You, you've, you've created a great Twitch channel that I enjoy following, even though I don't like uh, Tarkov. I don't like that game. <laughs> that's um, cause you're, it's because you're just not... You're not built for it, bro. Well, maybe. Uh, apparently, I wasn't built for F1 either, so it's fine. Uh, ah, don't be like that. Don't as be a like driver, that. will we? So it's okay. Yeah. We're all yeah. friends here. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, I appreciate it. Our, our podcast is called Speed Street. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, owns our – we're under the Dirty Mo Media brand, banner, uh, okay. which is really cool. Uh, he's got a great Super show. Cool. Dale Jr. Download. They, they do a great job. Um, and again, we talk about all racing. Like we, we just did a show that's going to come out later today or tomorrow about the F1 race. We yep. like to talk about NASCAR. We like to talk about IndyCar. We like to talk about everything that's going on in motorsport. Um, awesome. and kind of just give us a bit of a, you know, a, a ground level view at it. You know, I'll try to, you know, go at it from the driver's perspective. Joey, my co-host goes at it from, you know, Hey, 
he's a fan. He's a race fan, but he gets into it from from his perspective too. So that's on all pad podcast platforms. You can pretty much get it wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and and I'm pretty much at Connor Daily Twenty Two on everything. I'm on the Twitch sphere here. I'm a big Twitch guy. I like to do the twitching. Um, I, I I try to do that as much as possible. I like to play iRacing. I like to play Apex Legends. I'm gonna play the new Call of Duty when it comes out. I Pierre think we're gonna get some- over the weekend was mad at me for not playing Call of Duty at, with him as much. So apparently, wow. Pierre Gasly, also big Call of Duty guy. So yep. uh, me and him will probably be getting into the war zone here soon. Um, are, you, are you yeah. going to send me an invite for a DMZ in Warzone 2? We're going to play Obviously, some Warzone 2. Look, we're ready to get, we're ready to drop hot and probably collect some dog tags. Get, you know what get I mean? Wet. We know how we'll it works. Get wet. Yeah, um, exactly. So- and if anybody's listening on audio, it's Connor with one in daily 22 yes. on all the freaking socials. And one more time for the podcast. C O N O R D A L Y 22. Like a yeah. lot of people spell my name wrong. I'm like Connor McGregor, but like less successful, less rich. And I won't punch you in the street. So that that's like, that's kind of how it is. Um, and yeah, speed street <laughs> yeah. on, on all the podcast platforms. Well, I just went blurry there. Uh, there speed street, Connor Daly 22 on everything. And please, Give IndyCar a chance. Absolutely. If, if, you, if you don't, if you don't mind, and if you're in America, if you're across the world, whatever it is, just give IndyCar a chance. That's all we ask for. We're not asking for your dedication. We're just saying, give us a that's chance. On my, that's a on chance. my. That's on my. That's on my radar for the season is too, because I've got a good buddy who's a race engineer in IndyCar, yeah. and I'm, I'm just like I'm over overwhelmed with with F1. I'm like I want to make some time and enjoy some more motor racing because I feel like I'm missing variety and context from only doing f1 and it's i hope it's a better season next season this was a great season for for red bull um it was interesting to see mercedes you know starting off on the back foot but they're gonna be back next season for sure who all right here's the last question for both of you guys before we get out of here i don't i don't think we did this earlier in the show dan which team is going to make the leap up to the top you know so we've got mercedes ferrari and red bull i think those guys are stationary like those guys are going to be you know, the tier one, who is coming out of tier two to join them next? Which team? Aston Martin. Okay. Papa, but they're, but Papa they're... Stroll is going to cash them checks. Yeah? Yeah. Snap some necks. Yeah. And, and we've got we've got Magic Alonso coming on with Lance, who Lance has become, I think Lance has become a pretty solid driver. Like at first I wasn't sold, but no, I think I mean, he's, he's reasonable. Apart from, you know, His when he decides maneuvers. to just, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Connor, who are you going with? It's okay if you okay, pick the so same I can't, one. No, no, no. I, I do agree with him on Aston. I, I do, and I do like all those folks there. There's still a lot of people that were that were there when yeah, we were there. So exactly. I, I have a connection in my heart because I feel like I drove for that team at one point. Um, yeah. And it's a good team. It's a good team. It is. I I would like to. I I don't know if I want to. I, I would like to say Alpine because I like Pierre Gasly. He's a homie. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's solid. I. I would like to think Williams gets a little bit higher, like goes from being like maximum suck to like slightly not sucking. You know what but I mean? Like, but like, who's going to join the tier one racing next? Mercedes. You know? uh, including, let's just, let's assume Mercedes, Mercedes is bridge. tier one. Like, come on. But, but they're, they're not, close. Not let's, right let's, let's say next season they're close. Who's joining those three? In tier well, then one I racing? have to, then it has to be Aston because I don't see Alpine doing it. And I don't, I don't see, uh, well, I mean, McLaren, uh, hey, <sighs> McLaren, I'm going to go McLaren to be different. Yeah. I'm going to go McLaren. That's I, people are saying Oscar Piastri is going to be a bust. I, I, you didn't hear it from me. I don't know the guy at all. Okay. But all right. So we, we you heard it here. Connor... Most interesting storyline is okay. 
I don't know Oscar. Never seen the guy. Never met him. But I know there's a lot of drama. I don't like how that whole situation played out. But can't wait to see how McLaren does because I know Lando's a dog and he's yeah, good. He's, he's so solid. I can't wait to see him be successful and hopefully I'll, fight for a world championship. I would really like. Honestly, I feel like McLaren should be the next team to bridge that gap up to yes. the, to the big dogs. But how have they not done it yet? Mm. There's a new regs and a shakeup. So let's see. I think next season. I think next season will be uh, interesting. Interesting. What type of world would we be living in if there was a four-way fight for a championship between McLaren, Ferrari, Mercedes, and Red Bull? I mean, what? Oh my god! What type of? I mean, I might not even. Connor's, be, I mean, Connor's on fraud watch. Connor's woo! just gone on fraud watch. Twitter. Whoa! Twitter wouldn't even cope. No, no. you'd have. <laughs> People would have no. meltdowns. No, there would be there would be a civil war, I think, over F1 Stan accounts. I don't think people's brains could cope with that type of diversity <laughs> in a race championship. You know what I mean? No like, oh way, bro. Oh my god. Somebody in chat. So we do we do stream this live on Twitch at break with three hours. And somebody says, Stop, Connor. I can only get so hard. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like, whoa, that's exciting. <laughs> oh my god. All right, homies. Why don't we do this? Why don't we wrap it? Connor, thank you so much. It was it was it was so fucking good to see you again in, in, in the flesh, homie. Um yes. keep keep crushing it. Let's keep in touch. Um guys, be sure to check out Connor. Check out his podcast as well. Nothing but love. And uh it's on my on my list of things I will do this coming year is spend more time, you know, maybe not geeking out on IndyCar, but like you know, give start, it a watch. Get, get get some races in because I I I do like it. Like uh, it's it's fucking awesome, and I just need to make some more time for it. And uh, maybe uh, all... maybe me and you, Blake, could do a little watch along. Ooh, IndyCar watch along. I'll right, come done. around to done. yours. We'll have a few yeah. brewskis. Yeah, bruh. Because we're yeah, at bruh. different times in the F1 races. Honestly, yeah, exactly. Nine times out of ten, we're we're on at different okay. times. <laughs> Manif manifesting it now. Engine breaking podcast. IndyCar watch along. And uh. <laughs> Yeah, why we not ride along? It. Can you can you do can you race in a tandem car and take Dan? No, but we do I'm have not a great gonna... IndyCar two seater. We'll I ain't there. gonna fit. You know, yes, I mean, let's, let's I be real. You. I saw Sean Merriman of the Los Angeles Chargers jump in one of those. That guy's oh, okay. like six eight, two fifty. Like he's he's a big fella. He's <laughs> a big old lad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, dude. We're gonna let you get out of here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys go. Um, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy. Um, but it's off season, so I didn't feel too bad harassing. Dude, it's been a pleasure. When <laughs> yeah, when Warzone Two drops, let's hop in. We'll get Dan to get some Warzone Two, and maybe record <laughs> yes. an episode of the game or record an episode during a Warzone Battle Realm. I've got be... children, Blake. You know it's a struggle to even <laughs> get permission to do this. Like, come on, let's be real. Uh, my cats are outside ripping the carpet up, so I've I gotta got go. Children. I've gotta. Go. I've got children's. <laughs> I love but anyway, it. guys, I'm gonna let you get out of here. Have a great night. Um, great afternoon. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, this thing will be live tomorrow everywhere. So we'll see you guys soon. All right. Peace. Peace out. Peace. Uh, you got anything to tell everybody, Dan? Yeah, fuck off. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun. So winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.